Let's worship Jesus here tonight. Amen. Come on. We got, I'm not in a hurry. I don't know about you, but let's, can we glorify him? Jesus, I love you, God. Somebody help me praise him. He's worthy of it all. He's worthy of it all. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we glorify you. Hallelujah. What a sweet touch of the Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles, grab them quickly. Go to the book of John, chapter 13. Give honor to our great bishop, Pastor and Sister Mayo absence I count it a great honor to stand in this pulpit in his absence and I'm thankful for his trust and belief in me love my beautiful bride even though she just got done singing little boy I love them I give them honor tonight in Jesus name and I honor this great congregation we love you how many is thankful for the church? I'm so thankful for the church. John chapter 13. I'm going to read a couple passages here and then jump over to chapter 15 also. Verse 34 reads like this. A new commandment I give unto you. That ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love to another, one to another. Let's go to chapter 15, verse 12. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. And then jumping to verse 17, these things I command you, excuse me, command you, that ye love one another. That you love one another. <laughs> I have a burden and a heaviness on my spirit here tonight, and I want to obey the Holy Ghost. And just for a little while, I want to preach about loving God and loving one another. Loving God and loving one another. Can you help me pray? I need the help of the Holy Ghost. We all need it tonight so that I can deliver it, so you can receive it. Come on, help me pray. Would you lift your voice? God, we need you here tonight. God, I'm so thankful for a, a, con a church. Yes, a people uh, are a building, but also a, a congregation of people. God, I, I'm so thankful that you're in our midst here tonight. God, let us not waste an opportunity or a moment to apply your word to our, each and every one of our lives, God. I pray that you'd open the eyes of our hearts tonight, God. Let us receive your word. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing in honor of the word of God tonight.
loving God and one another. We live in a world, this is no known, unknown fact, Brother Earl's already mentioned it, we have plenty to pray about, but we live in a world that is full of hatred. We, we live in a world that is so full of just vile, venomous hatred, one for another, one culture against another culture, one race against another race, I, one sexual orientation against another. It's, it's constant, 24-7 hatred. Hatred for one another, hatred because of people's political views, people's morals, morals and values. There's just hatred in, embedded in all of it. Hatred over the God of this world and sporting events and teams. There's, there's, there's literally uh, teams that hate another team. That's, that's how embedded and engulfed this world is with hatred. I, I wonder if I could ask a question here tonight and how ironic that this, this worldly band wrote this song and I was going to look it up and I thought it didn't matter truly, but a song that was recorded some years ago, probably early 2000s, somewhere in there, entitled, Where is the Love? Where is the love? Now, I, I understand that the culture of the world and the culture of the church are two separate things. Can I get an amen? We understand that the culture of the world ends at the front doors of this building and in the fr at the front doors of our homes. The culture of this world is not to manipulate our doctrine or manipulate our stance on what we believe and uh, the values in our life. But the culture of the world is to end at our doorsteps, at our homes, and at our, 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 our places of worship. The, 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 the church, the people of God, there is a, there is a culture all in itself. And we, we have a responsibility. More than ever, we have a responsibility of protecting that culture. Where brothers hate brothers in the world, it cannot be said in the church culture that brothers are hating brothers. I'm going to preach from the get-go, so I wish you'd just help me here. Parents that hate their children in the world, it cannot be said in the church that we have children that are hated by their parents. There is a world full of hatred, but here in the church, and I understand the, the uh, charismatic movement and the non-denominational movement have wore out this love. God is love. I understand it, but I come to it by the help of the Holy Ghost and by the unction of the Holy Ghost to preach about this love from God and which we should love God, but we should love one another. We must take a stand. We must draw a line in the sand. There cannot be any hatred among us here tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Earls is going to help me read some scriptures here tonight. If you'll help me, Brother Earls, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7 and 8. Beloved, 
Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Yeah. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Very plainly states there, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Why don't you read verse 16 through 21, Brother Earls? And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and yeah. God in him. Yeah. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. You don't have to wait for me to say anything. You can say amen. We, it's very clear and obvious in Scripture. God has commanded us to love one another. If you say that you love God, what? A, what you, if you're going to get offended here tonight, understand that you're getting offended by the word of God and not by my words. But if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? I've come here tonight by, by the unction of the Holy Ghost to confront a, a hateful spirit that has somehow crept into the church. This hateful spirit has it's found its way on uh, the back of a saint and made its way into the congregation. And, and it finds itself service after service. Um, uh, Wednesday night prayer meeting after youth service. One thing after another. Slipping its way and having its way among our people. And it's sowing hatred among our people. Let me tell you something. If you're here tonight and you say that you love God. God, you better examine your heart and better not have any hatred towards your brother. It, we, we wonder what, in, uh, when it, what enables revival, what hinders revival. We're destined for revival. We're destined for growth. You've you got to wonder and question, uh, and that's exactly how this message uh, came to, to, to fruition is I wonder, God, we're, we're destined. We're, we're, we're primed for revival. What is hindering us? God spoke to me this morning early in this sanctuary. We've got to deal with some hatred that is among us. We, we say that we love God, but we have hatred for our brother. I understand this word hate is a strong word, and it, it might offend you that I'm using it uh, just this, this many times, but we find it in the word this many times. The word of God. This, there's a hatred among us. What this word hatred in Scripture, it simply signifies to love less. Uh, to love less. We're, we, we, we love them less because they parent a different way. We love them less because they don't come from the same culture as we do. We love them less. 
Oh, come on. Somebody help me preach here tonight. We're, we, oh, I'm just dependent. No, 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 no. You've let hatred, a hateful spirit get in your, in your spirit and in your mind and in your heart that we would, that you would sow discord among you, one another in the congregation. We have to get it out. We have to purge ourselves from it. We have to eliminate it from us. Yo, come on, help me tonight. We are commanded to love one another. I'm going to love God, but at the same time, I'm going to love one another. We have to protect the unity of the church. Amen. We have to protect the unity of the church. Earls, read 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 17 for me. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Love the brotherhood. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of organizations in this world, in the United States, that they, uh, they consider themselves a brotherhood. And in all terms and definitions, they are a brotherhood. Uh, let, let us just settle some things. And some of you have heard me say this before, but I'm going to insert it here again. We're not the only people that can have unity. Do we understand that there are organizations, there's, there's sporting teams that have a spirit of unity? We're fooling ourselves to think that we can be the only group of people that can have unity. The difference is in our brotherhood. The, the world, all these organizations, they're trying to emulate, to, to copy what we have. They are really, truly, they see the power in numbers. And they see when people get in one accord and one mind what happens in, in those people's midst. And so they're recreating that and to a, a certain point they are successful successful with it but there's limitations because we understand scripture tells us that it's not the, the unity uh, or it's not the spirit of unity but it's the unity of the spirit it's when a brother and a sister over here in this section get in the Holy Ghost and they begin to pray in the Holy Ghost that the spirit the unity of the spirit begins to operate and then a sister in this uh, section and a, a brother and a sister in this one and a couple sisters over here they get in the Holy Ghost and by that through the, the through the Holy Ghost there is unity but if we get the Bible tells us, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so if we operate in a carnal mind, if we don't get in the Holy Ghost, all we're doing is produ producing death. But if we get a spiritual mind, there comes life and peace. What am I saying? I'm saying we got to get in the Holy Ghost. We, each and every one of us individually have got to get in the Holy Ghost so that we can operate not in the spirit of unity, but in the unity of the Spirit. There's no hate when you get in the Holy Ghost. There's no there's no offenses when you get in the Holy Ghost. You'll let just things roll off your back. You'll just think nothing of it if you'll get full of the Holy Ghost and walk by it. 
Oh, come on, help me tonight. If you walk in the Holy Ghost and not by your sight or by your own spirit or, or by your own will, you'll get offended and you'll you'll get an attitude with the leadership and you'll you'll cop an attitude about this and that and the other. But if you'll get in the Holy Ghost, we can get we can get in the, the unity of the spirit and we're creating this brotherhood that is unstoppable. Unstoppable. But but this hatred has crept in. We don't even, you, you might not even realize what it is. You might even not even be able to recognize what it is. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost gave this to me. It's, it's, it's just, it's you love them less. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says to love one another. It doesn't matter where they come from. I'm sure y'all thought I fell off the turnip truck when I moved here almost 10 years ago and I talked funny. I grew up in a different culture than those that grew up in the Northwest. We have funny sayings and we, 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 we talk funny. But you know what? You can take somebody that talks funny and it's from the Midwest or the South and you get them in a prayer room with somebody that's from the Northeast and somebody from the Northwest and from South America and somebody from Canada and they get in the Holy Ghost and they get in one accord and one mind. Then they, in the supernatural, they're unstoppable. They, they can move mountains in the Holy Ghost. I think instead of being offended by your brother, why don't you link up with him and say, you know what, let's do something together. Let's see revival together. We're all going to the same heaven. We're all going to the same heaven. Why don't we link up together and, and say, you know what? We may disagree on this, uh, this, this topic, and we may not see eye to eye when here, and we may not have everything in common, but in the Holy Ghost, Brother Charles, we have everything in common. When it comes to the culture of the church, we can throw southern culture out the window. And we can throw northeastern culture out the window. But we can get in the Holy Ghost in the church and say, you know what? This is a whole other kingdom. This is a whole other governmental system here. And we'll get bind together. Bind together. In love for one another, not hatred. We wonder, some of us are getting frustrated because we don't feel like we're getting anywhere in the Holy Ghost as a congregation. And we wonder why. I, I come to submit to you tonight, there's some odd against the brother in this, this building here tonight. There's some odd against the sister here. And if you get it out of your spirit, and if you get in the Holy Ghost, something will begin to happen. We gotta get over our little our little cliques and our, our little clubs and our well we these are our people and they're really not our people. Are you baptized in the name of Jesus and feeling the Holy Ghost or not? Then we're all the people of God. We be brethren. We be brethren and sisters. It's time we get together. Let's, let's, let's get in a yoke together. 
Why don't we plow in the Holy Ghost together instead of we're letting the leadership and letting Bishop and Sister Mayo do all the plowing. I wonder if tomorrow night, if two or three of you could get together and say, you know what, let's get somewhere here tonight. Let's stop surviving and so oh, come on. Let's stop surviving and let's have revival and get somewhere. Let's get over ourselves and reach a lost and dying world. You want to know how powerful this unity is? You know how powerful this love is? And forget, for, forgive the carnal illustration. That yesterday afternoon, about 3.30, there were six brethren in this congregation. We got together. And we called it playing golf. But it was more like hacking around, probably more than anything. But you know what? There was two groups of three of us. And there wasn't no fussing. There wasn't no fighting. I don't know where Brother Abby is. He's probably in the security office. Wasn't no hitting each other with golf clubs. That's the inside joke. Ask me about it later. But we were like, it's like a beautiful evening. And it was awesome. Brother Earls, was it awesome? Brother Damaris, was it awesome? I, I'm sorry, it's silly. I know. Some of y'all are thinking, man, that's silly. We finished before the other group, and we waited there for them. We were having a little brotherly love. We waited because we wanted to put the pressure on them so they'd miss the putt. But Brother Travis, you made it. But it was powerful. We, we all don't have the same commonalities outside of the kingdom of God. We, don't, we, all, we all have a little different things that we like to do and all that. But you know what? We thought, you know what? It'd be fun if we got a bigger group together instead of just a couple of us or three or four. Let's try to get more. And there was a couple others that couldn't make it. But I promise you, Brother Kilroy, y'all going to do it again, aren't you? There was something powerful about it. I wonder what would happen if a family over in this section would invite someone over here to their house or meet them at the park. Oh, we don't have anything in common. That's all right. Yeah, you do. Brother Earls and I have spent a lot of time together in a, in a truck or this and that and the other. And you know what? It amazes us every time we leave out of town and go somewhere and run an errand for Sister Mayo or something like that. Even before we get out of Spokane County, we're talking about the things of God. You do have something. It's a lie from the pit of hell to say, I have no reason to get together with that individual. That's a lie. I, I, I don't think, I think you guys know me all too well. I don't, I don't have an ugly spirit here tonight. But I am coming against this ugly spirit that is coming against you and I. And it's trying to sow discord because we're prime. Do you understand the bishop, every time he gets in this pulpit, every time he steps in this sanctuary, this church, we're prime. But how in the world, I'm just being real, as Brother Prado say, real talk here. Why in the world would God allow babies to come into the congregation if we can't even get along with one another? Why in the world would he allow somebody to come in and get born again of water and spirit if we can't even keep our mouth shut about this individual over here and we got, we're too busy gossiping about them? Hey, you know what? Let, brother, let Bishop take care of this. If I'm out of order, one of these elders will straighten me out. 
But no, seriously, we got to challenge ourselves. We got to challenge ourselves. We're, we're letting a door open. We're letting an avenue to where there's there, where hatred could creep in and has creeped in just a little bit. Where we need to open it up with love. What is the saying at Hobby Lobby? That silly thing, live, laugh, love, whatever. We need to go get it plastered all over your house. You can laugh. It's okay. We're talking about something serious, but we can laugh too. We got to love one another. We got, I'm understanding as I get older, and I'm not an old man, but as I get older, I understand that it's so important that as brothers and sisters, we get together as the family of God. I don't, I don't know about you, but I need you. I, I, we gotta have a, we, we gotta have a strong love for one another. I've got a little four-year-old boy over there. I, I need you, man of God, to be what you're supposed to be. And protect your home so that your four-year-olds and your, your kiddos can, can live in a godly environment. Is this making sense? I'm talking about a hateful spirit that has caused you to say things and to sow discord among the people. Now you've caused, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm in the Holy Ghost. You caused other brothers that didn't even have a clue what was going on to begin to have that hatred, foul spirit get upon them and begin to question and wonder and think about other things that they shouldn't be thinking about. Now you're, you're probably saying, Brother Marsh, you've done, lost your mind. Brothers? Brothers would do that? Let's look at Scripture. What happened to Joseph? Now, I'll give it to you. Joseph was a little ignorant. He probably could have kept his mouth shut. And his brothers probably wouldn't have hated his beard as much. But he kept telling them about this dream. Then he had another dream. And it tells us in Genesis 37 and 18, you don't have it and you don't have to go there. I'm just referencing here. It says his brothers conspired to slay him. They hated him that much. Okay, for those that are sensitive to the word hated, they loved him less. To the point where they were, we'll just kill this joker. I, I was the baby of four brothers, so I know how it is. When my brother's here at the end of the month, you ask him. <laughs> I'm sure there was some times he was ready to slay me. <laughs> But it can happen. It can happen with spiritual brothers in the church and sisters to, to the point to where you can't, you got disdain for that individual. Hold on, I thought we were supposed to be Christ-like. The Bible, we read it here tonight, Brother Earl's read it. We're, we're God is love. Love and hate is like unrighteousness and righteousness. It can't coexist. So we're over here, I love you, God, I love you, I worship you, God, I love you. And then you get over here with your Gucci gang, and you're like, man, I cannot believe what they're doing and what they're saying and how they're acting. It doesn't work. It doesn't coexist. The Spirit of God is not there. You might feel the Spirit of God, but that doesn't mean, come on, come on, am I making sense? Can this, Brother Gazzani, can you help me? 
Does that make sense? You might feel the Spirit, but that doesn't mean that you're full of the Spirit. We get it so confused. We like to feel of prayer. We like to feel of worship. And we like to, oh, we like those. Those are good feelings. But we got to be careful because feelings are deceiving. And it's got to go deeper than feelings because you're going to come to church one day and you ain't going to feel nothing. But you're going you're gonna to have to make up in your mind that I'm going to worship God regardless. I'm, I'm kind of taking a rabbit trail here. But don't let your feelings deceive you. That's what happened to the blessing. Go look at it. The blessing was stolen by the spirit of deception. His brother goes to cunning. Mama hears about it. She says, come on, son. How messed up is this? This is an old fi- The family. Oh, don't you, don't, don't you, don't be so naive to think it can't happen in the church. But we got to get a right spirit. We got to get under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Like I said a moment ago, we got to get in unity of the spirit, not the spirit of unity. We're, we're going to bind together in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to get somewhere. And I'm going to pray some things out of it. But we, we've allowed this. And we're dragging down others in, in, in our congregation. Other brothers. We're, we're not helping them. We're enabling them. We're tearing them down. You're sitting here tonight and you're in denial. You are, you are in denial here tonight. That I've acted that way or I've thought that way and I, or I've said those things. You're, you're saying not in this church. Oh, come on. Not my own blood slash spiritual blood. Not in Cornerstone. Oh, no, our, our, we got a great group of adults. There's no way. I, I'm preaching. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, I know what I felt here this morning in this sanctuary. I'm preaching to an adult that has allowed this hateful spirit to consume your mind and your heart. You, you, it has consumed you. you you're, you're pumping out bio-hatred in the presence of your children. Now your own children are thinking and acting just like you. And they're, they're, they're even act upon, acting upon lies and telling lies just, just like you. And I mean, I know, I know these are strong statements, but I know what I felt in the Holy Ghost. You're still hanging around the church. And you you hate to worship. You hate the demonstration of the people of God. Oh, that's, that's, that's a strong word. You love it less. The music, the convictions of the people of God. There's hatred in your heart against it. And what's happening? I'm pleading with the parent here tonight. But at the same time, I'm grieving for the children because it's breeding grounds for these children to get that in their spirit and in their minds. We have to make it up. Hatred must go. Love must come. Hatred must go. Love must come, but hatred must go. I've got to be right with God. And when I'm right with God, that means I'm loving everyone. 
loving you and I'm, I'm loving you and I, I'm loving you back there and you right here, we're loving you. We're, I, why? why? Why is this so important? Because we cannot, we cannot, let me tell you something, we cannot stand in the way of a sinner receiving the Holy Ghost. We cannot stand in the way of a sinner being born again of the water. We cannot stand in the way of revival happening and I'm telling you what I felt in the Holy Ghost. If we'll get the hatred out of our heart, there, there are things in your heart and in your spirit that has happened to you. They, they happened to you years ago, but you still have not found a place uh, or a place to forgive them and truly move on and love them like you should. I know you told them. I know you told Pastor I forgave them. I know you've told your spouse that there's no more bad feelings. But let me tell you, let's just get real in the Holy Ghost here tonight. There's still a stronghold. There's still a grip on your heart and your spirit that say I can't I can't even stand to be in the same room with them I can't even stand to watch them worship I can't even stand to see them used in the church you are, let me tell you I'm pleading with you here tonight get it out of your spirit get it out get it out of your spirit Let me be vulnerable with you here tonight. I wrestled. I thought about saying this, and I said, no, I don't, I don't want to expose myself. But almost 10 years ago, October would be 10 years that I moved here. I've got a brother. Some of you might, some of you know, but most of you don't know him. He's not right with God. Hasn't been right with God for years now. I love him. But almost 10 years ago, as we pulled out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, listen to this redneck thing with a Mustang GT pulling a U-Haul. The emotions of my brother got the best of him. When I pulled in, I can't remember, honey, I think we, it was when we got to Spokane. It was, I remember now. We got to Spokane 30-something hours later, exhausted, tired. Knew I was doing the will of God. But I got text message after text message. Three or four, I think. Several long ones. It's irrelevant. But it was vile. Vomit. Bitterness. It was hatred. It was hatefulness. Towards his own blood brother. Hatred. Because he couldn't understand because he's not right with God. That I wasn't leaving to leave the family. I wasn't leaving to divide the family and to bust the whole good thing up. The good old boys. I, I No, no, no. I was leaving because it was the will of God. But he couldn't. He was so full of vile and bitterness and hatred in his heart, in his mind, in his spirit that he could not. He could not get past that to see that I was only trying to do the right thing by myself and my family. And for 10 long years, I believe I had one phone conversation with him in 10 years. And that was only because I switched my phone number and he didn't have my new phone number. I seen him a few weeks ago, and I loved him, and I loved on him. And I'll, I'll report this. I've seen some improvement, and I'm hopeful. I pray for him. He's got two darling babies. 
I want to see them all saved. You know my oldest brother. Great relationship. Love him. Respect him more than a brother. My other brother, Casey. Some of you know him. I, I admire him. He's a great man of God. I love this other brother. He's got admirable things in his life. But for 10 years, no relationship. No love. Full of hatred. Oh, that can't happen here. Baloney. It has happened. God has sent this young preacher that just wants to be used of God. This ain't easy. Let me tell you, this ain't easy to preach like this. But he sent me here tonight to warn somebody. Get it out of your heart. Once and for all. You'll, you'll, you'll go to bed at night feeling better about yourself. You'll get up in the morning to, to work and go on through your day, and you'll feel the love of God. Some of you some of you haven't felt the true love of God outside of this sanctuary in years because there's still a, there are a stronghold of hatred in your heart. You need to forgive them. Maybe they weren't right, but that doesn't mean you hold it against them. My brother, he, he's bitter about things. He don't even remember why he's bitter. Some of you, so I, I'm reaching for somebody. You're, you're here tonight and you've got anger in your heart and bitterness in your heart. And you really don't even really remember what it was all about originally. Now it's just compounding because you're so easily offended that every service and every month there's a new offense. And so it's just easy to stay in that condition. No more. That you love one another as I have loved you. You want to get somewhere in God? Love one another. That doesn't mean you have to agree with everything what they do or say, but love them. Hear this preacher tonight. We need a revival of love. Love. Oh, God, help me pray right now. I'm trying to follow the Holy Ghost. Somebody raise your hands. Come on. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel a check in the Holy Ghost. I'm not going any further. Come on, help me. Hallelujah. Some of you wonder why you keep stumbling and falling and messing up. It's because you've been trying to do it all by yourself. You've separated. You've isolated yourself from the body. It's time to assimilate yourself back into the body. Come on, stay sensitive. I'm, I promise you I'm done. We're to work in unison. We're to work together. Hallelujah. 
I don't have time to preach it all, but we understand that the body of Christ is like our, our, the anatomy of our human body. Oh, I've got to have every, 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 everything, every organism, everything about my, every limb, every part of organ in my body. It's got to work and operate together to function, to be, to, to, to do anything to be successful. It's the same way in the body of Christ. I wonder if we could stand across this building. I'm asking someone here today to make it right. Make it right. Ask for forgiveness. Truly repent. And let God clean you out. Come on, help me respond. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to do this together, church. We're in this together. We're in this together. Loving one another. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of Psalmist David. God created me a clean heart. Renewing me a right spirit. God, I want to have clean hands, a clean spirit. And I want to have a heart full of love. I watch Sergio Rodriguez and his family. This is, I've seen him, I think it's applicable. I don't want to embarrass him. But I've watched this man of God and his wife for the love of these bus kids. And it, it, it oozes out of them. I know that's a terrible way of saying it, but it just, it, it's radiant off of them. Not only, not only them, but their, their babies. It's a, it's a unit. It's a man of God that realizes there's this love that I have in my heart. And I can't, I can't just contain it to myself and my family, but I, I, I've got to, I've got to give it to the world. I've got to give it to these, these bus kids. I, I know, Brother Sergio, I know there's sometimes you want to pull your hair out and sometimes, it, man, I wish we could just take a week off. But the, the love, the love, it, it just, it's overwhelming. It's, I, I, I can't contain it. I've, I, I've got it to it. I, they might be getting on my nerves. They might be a little loud. They're not listening too well. But the love, it just, it overlooks it all. I wonder how many men the head of their homes are in here today 
men and women that's the love of God in their heart. The scripture tells us, I can't get away from it, that he so loved the world that he gave. Now we're to be Christ-like. And we, we don't have to. I'll give my life up for Christ. If it comes down to it, I'll take a bullet. I won't deny Jesus. But thankfully, all I got to do is be a living sacrifice and show the love and let it show abroad. Brother Charles, I wonder if we could come to this front. Let's get this right. Let's get this, this hatred stuff out of our hearts and out of our spirits and out of our minds. Let's, let's get this backbiting and gossiping and all this nonsense that has no place in the church. Let's, let's, get it, let's get it right tonight. I would challenge you, don't get up from your place of prayer till you get it right. God's coming is too short. There's too many people depending on you. Yes, you. Well, I'm just a saint in this church. There's somebody depending on you, on your job, in the grocery store. But if you, if you can't see it because hatred has filled your heart. You're annoyed by the inconvenience of witnessing or telling somebody. But if you'll get full of the Holy Ghost and the, let the love of God overwhelm you, you'll be so joyous. You won't be able to contain it. You'll have to tell somebody about Jesus. Come on, help me. I wonder if there can be a roar of prayer. Come on. I want to be clean. I want to be clean. I want to be clean. Yes, I know they did you wrong. Forgive them. Oh, why? Because he forgave you. Oh, I, I know it didn't, it didn't look good. It wasn't a good situation. Forgive them. He forgave you. Love them. Because he loved you. Oh, It shouldn't be said that Cornerstone is the friendliest church in town. But it should be said that we're the most loving church in town. Oh, you can be friendly and not have the love of God in your heart. I want the love of God. I want the love for one another. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Come on now. I need you to survive. I've got to have you. I need you to pray for you, for me. And there'll come a time where I, you'll need me to pray for you. Hallelujah. When I'm weak, I need your strength, brethren. When I'm not doing right, when, I, when I'm wavering, I need a brother to grab a hold of me and keep me accountable. Say, no, come on, brother. You can do it right here. This is the path. This is the direction.
Oh, come on, let's lay our pride down. Let's lay our pride down. I need you to survive. Help me, Brother Jordan, keep singing tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.